I'm Jane Copier, and you're listening to Happy in the Middle, a podcast for Christian women who want to make the second half of life the best half. This podcast is all about helping women to reignite their spark and step into their divine power in order to create deep and connected relationships and also find that fulfillment and satisfaction they crave. So if you're ready to grow, join me and learn how you too can overcome guilt, resentment, disappointment, and enjoy the fruits of creating a life well lived. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome to episode number four and day four of our five day challenge. Today, we're talking about an issue so many women struggle with in midlife, and that is loneliness. Raise your hand if your entire social schedule was centered around your kids' activities. My husband and I made so many friends through sitting on the sidelines with other parents, arranging carpools, volunteering for their activities. Our son's played football and lacrosse, and our daughter was an elite volleyball player. And so we were heavily involved as coaches, team parents, just fans at times, but it was just so fun. We'd travel to all their games. We'd host team parties. We'd do pregame dinners. It was just a lot of fun engaging and planning with the other parents. And when the kids were done with those activities, we didn't see those parents anymore. We weren't running in the same circle anymore. Such a bummer. I still miss those little league football games. They were just so entertaining. The point is our kids often provide our social life and our entertainment and our company. And when they leave the nest, so many of us combat feelings of isolation. Those built-in connections are gone. And now it's up to us to make an effort in this department again. And it might be a skill that many of us have forgotten. Maybe you don't really feel like you have the ability to reach out anymore, to make those connections anymore, or you feel like you don't have a good excuse to reach out. But loneliness isn't just a painful emotion. It carries with it a lot of much higher risks for a variety of physical and mental problems. Things like high blood pressure, heart disease, obesity, a weakened immune system, anxiety, depression, cognitive decline, Alzheimer's disease, and even death. So this is an important piece of our health that we can take control of. If you find yourself in this situation, please don't ignore it. A few years back when I was serving as the Relief Society president in our ward, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a Relief Society is just the women's group in our church. And I was called to take care of those women, to lead them in our activities and things like that for a period of about four and a half, five years. And my secretary and my dear friend, Lori shared with us the story of the Buna ceremony. It was so touching. It touched me deeply and it planted in me a desire to create this sisterhood in my own community. I want to share it with you today in Ethiopia. Buna is a coffee ceremony that has been long standing tradition for women passed down through the generations. The women gather together And through the art of preparing and serving Buna coffee, women showcase their skills. They work on their craftsmanship, their attention to detail, from the roasting of the coffee beans to grinding them and brewing the perfect cup, each step is performed with care and precision. But this process not only allows women to demonstrate their talents and express their individuality, 
But Buna ceremonies provide an avenue for women to discuss important matters, to exchange advice, to seek guidance from one another. It's a space that they've created where they can find solace, inspiration, and encouragement. And it helps foster a sense of community and sisterhood. Buna is spelled B-U-N-A, but what a beautiful word. Don't you just love the way it sounds? I do. Um, For Ethiopian women, it serves as a reminder of their strength and their resilience, and it creates a space where they can thrive and support one another and celebrate their shared experiences. It's a beautiful time for connection, for conversation, for community bonding. It's, I just want to join them. Anybody want to move to Ethiopia with, with me and join a Buna ceremony? I want in on that. But the point is women need each other. We desperately need that community. We understand each other in a way that is so unique and so special. And there are women out there who are longing to be your sister. Having nurturing relationships is a crucial step in creating a fulfilling life. Even if you consider yourself an introvert, you still need human connection. Here are some findings from several studies of the benefits of building relationships. Number one, relationships provide us with a sense of belonging and connectedness. Connectedness. They make us feel like we matter. Who doesn't want to matter? We all have that desire to matter, to be important, to be necessary in the community. Number two, Having a network of support and people who understand and care for us reduces our physical stress and enhances our overall sense of well-being. When our daughter Camry got married, I had the most lovely army of friends who helped with the planning and with the setup and the takedown and all the things. And a dear friend who volunteered to like be the point person. So like, while I was at the wedding, I didn't have to worry about a thing. She took over completely. It was honestly one of the most nurturing events of my life. I felt like the savior had washed and anointed my feet. It, that act of service for me, I can't even express to you what that meant to me. It was just so, so beautiful to experience that, to be served in that way. And when I was served in that way, It gave me the desire to return that gift. It made me open up and really have a desire to serve my friends in any way that I could, that would be meaningful for them. It was just such a treasure, still such a treasure in my, in my life. Number three, it gives us a community to share our experiences, our joys, and our sorrows. And that really enriches our lives on an emotional level. Sharing our burdens with one another changes lives. In the Bible, it tells us all the time to um, mourn with those who mourn and to to be there for other people, right? We learn how to do this, and Jesus Christ is the best example. One of my dear friends in our neighborhood is currently facing stage four cancer for the second time. She's so deeply loved in our neighborhood. She is a light and a force for good. And because she had the courage to reach out and ask for our prayers and our support and share her personal issues with us, we have rallied around her. She is doing really well. And we are thrilled to be there for her, to provide meals and visits and prayers. And that support is making such a huge difference. It is powerful having a community of support. Okay. Number four. 
having supportive relationships also makes us more resilient to life's up and downs. When we face adversity, knowing we have people who have our backs can give us the strength to overcome challenges and bounce back from difficult situations. This one's similar to number three, but I think about this a little bit differently in that not all not all hard things are cancer. Not all difficult things are major trauma. Just those days when we feel down, just those days when we might have a, an argument with one of our kids, just those days when, when we need a soft place to land or the hug of a friend or the calming perspective of a friend is just so, so valuable. And then number five, we also gain valuable insights and perspectives from different people. Fostering a continuous process of growth and learning is really important. And by rubbing shoulders with good friends, we learn from them. They teach us, they inspire us. They push us to try new things. I have a really wise friend who is constantly dropping truth bombs on my life all the time. She's been a huge influence for me. And I don't know where I would be without her sweet, gentle wisdom. I value that so much. And I like to think that I'm that friend that helps my other friends try new things too. I have a friend who got scuba certified, who never thought that she would perhaps, but I love seeing what's, you know, the potential in other people and their lives and, and what could enhance it and how can I make it better? And how can they make my life better? It's a beautiful continual round. The importance of having a community of support just can't be overstated. And you don't have to do this life alone. I see so many women even in my neighborhood, if I'm out for a walk, we might wave as we're opening garage doors, entering or leaving, but we really don't have a chance to, to stop and connect most often. And I just think it's kind of a sad state in our society where most of our connections are online and we do feel so isolated. It doesn't have to be this way. So our four day challenge in helping you get unstuck is to foster new and old connections and discover ways to strengthen existing relationships and forge new connections. As you nurture your relationships, you will feel a shift. Your sense of fulfillment will grow. So today, grab your guide and take a moment and think of three people that you would like to draw closer to. Maybe it's someone you don't know, and you'd like to get to know them. Maybe it's a friend that you haven't seen for years and you're like, hmm, wonder what she's up to. I really loved being around her and talking to her. I'm this way with my college roommate, Carrie. She um, is such a dear friend and we don't see each other very often at all. Her husband works in the FBI, so I can't even know where she lives. But when she'll call me 10 years after we haven't spoke, we pick up like it was yesterday. Who do you miss? Who, who do you want to reconnect with and draw closer to? So get those three names. And then I want you to think of one small action that you can take for each one. This doesn't take any time. Again, these challenges are like five minute challenges. Okay. One small action that you can take for each one and do it. So whether it's a phone call or sending a text, dropping by with a little treat, inviting someone to lunch or a girl's night out or a walk together. What's one small step that you can take for each one, write it down, write your plan down and then do it. It doesn't take time at all. For some of you, this might take some courage because maybe it feels like it pushes us outside of our comfort zone. 
And when we do this, our lower brains really rebel. Remember that they want you to stay safe in the cave, right? They don't want to take risks. Even if they're small, our lower brain would rather be safe than happy. So the fear of rejection can be really crippling. Just observe your thoughts that your lower brain is offering. And remember, you don't have to believe your brain. You are not your brain. You can choose what you want to believe instead. So again, direct your brain by asking it the right questions. Who have I missed seeing? Who have I missed talking to? Who would I like to get to know better? Who needs my friendship in their life? Right? Who's who how how could I bless someone else's life? Who is lonely that needs me? Right? Identify those three people and then take one small step for each of them. I promise you that creating meaningful connections is well worth the effort and it might take some time to find your tribe. Keep reaching out, keep inviting. I think middle-aged friends are the best. So I was talking to my son who is, he works in film and definitely not a bachelor lover, but he and his girlfriend were saying how much they were enjoying the golden bachelor. And so I was super intrigued. I thought, hmm, that's so fascinating that they would think that that was, that was fun. But I'll tell you what I loved about it. Cause I jumped on and I watched some of it and the girls, the women there were so supportive and loving to each other. So far less catty than the younger ones, right? The competition just isn't healthy, but they just really love and support each other. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. I think we all kind of get to this place in midlife where we're like, you know what? I'll love you. If you'll love me, let's just love each other. Let's just celebrate each other's cellulite. Let's just love each other for our bad hair days. It's totally fine. We, we, we're kind of over it, right? So middle-aged friends are the best. Who will you reach out to make your list and get going just one tiny step for each of them, but don't skip this. It will be so tremendously impactful for you. All right. I will be back tomorrow to help you start taking actions toward a new goal. And if you have a quick minute, will you please rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend? I can't tell you how much I appreciate your support. Thanks for being here. I will see you tomorrow. Hey, if you are ready to get unstuck and make your midlife amazing, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And I want to invite you to join my Empty Nest Academy, where you will learn how to transform your mind, your relationships, and your life. Come free yourself of regret and disappointment and be so much happier. Listen, sis, we've got one shot at this big, beautiful life. Let's make it amazing. Go to janecopier.com, that's J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com and sign up today. And if you're not sure what's right for you, book a free consultation with me and we'll talk it over together and we'll make sure to get you on the path that serves you the best. See you inside.